Give me a K. K. Give me a G. G. Give me an A. A. Give me a W. W. Give me an I. A. Put it together and what's that spell? Kigali, Kigali. Welcome to Kigali, your number one home team for all things Girl Meets World. Today we're discussing season two, episode 19, Girl Meets Ra Ra. And at the end of this podcast, a special treat, Invisible Sister starring Rowan Blanchard. <sighs> This podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Visit audibletrial.com slash podcast for your free audiobook download. All right, thanks guys for listening to our wonderful little cheer. I'm Dan, that's Kayla, and this is Keith, and we are... What was that? ...getting into <laughs> our grading for Ra Ra. So basically what we're going to do is we're going to go through all of Ra Ra, including the mail, and then do Invisible Sister in case you're someone who hasn't seen that. We actually recommend it. We, it has Rowan Blanchard. It was fun. It was very fun. Yeah, totally worth watching if you're a Rowan Blanchard fan. But more on that later. Yes. So, grading. Do you want me to start? Alright, I can start. Oh, start it, Dad. Alright, I'm gonna start it. Go for it. I feel like my feelings on this episode are like... I've seen it like three or four times now. Like, over <laughs> multiple days. This is not like... You must the, really like it. <laughs> it's just... We've just had a struggle to get this podcast recording to start happening. I've talked to so many people about it. I feel like I'm gonna forget half of what I was gonna say. I'm going to do my best here. I think it's an okay episode. I think that I like that it's actually about Riley and something Riley wants and Riley going after something she wants. Mm-hmm. And it has nothing to do with Maya. Maya is completely in a supporting role here. And it's really just something she cares about. An interest of Riley's. I like So like that's all really important for the evolution of this character into becoming a human being. Um, I like the depiction of the cheerleaders as being... Not, like, super popular, mean girls, but just being human beings. I like that they call cheerleading a sport, that they don't go, you know, that they don't undersell it that much. I think that there's some solid humor here. My two biggest issues with this episode are that if we're supposed to care so much about Riley succeeding in this thing, and she cares so much, it's been six years of trying out, and last year they brought up in Brother, and all that stuff... I want to know why, specifically in the episode, why Riley wants to be a cheerleader. And we can get into that more, but we're supposed to care so much about this, and we don't get any sort of anything really telling us why he cares. And for me to care about this as much as she does and want her to win, I want to know why. Is it a shallow reason? Is it a real reason? I want something in the episode explaining it. Uh, The other thing, as far as my grading goes, is... The ending, I'm not a huge fan of. We'll definitely get into that more. But I have a really hard time grading this not knowing how one-off this episode is. If she doesn't... If we never hear about cheerleading again, if she doesn't have, you know, these new friends around her, if we don't see her, you know, as part of the team, that significantly hurts this episode for me because it's... Because it's such a big deal. It's a big deal. She's been wanting this for six years. We had seen it last season. It's not just a one-off random thing. Yeah, joining a team is going to change your life. Yeah, and... It's going to change your life Well, it's going to change your schedule. Yeah, yeah. For one thing. And on top of all that, she just hasn't had an interest before now. So it's it's not like when Corey goes uh, and he tries out for the basketball team and he gets second string and we don't really see that again. The B team of life. Yeah. I mean, even though, I, even that, I would say, is not a great thing. But at least at that point, throughout that whole season, he was into sports, and he continued to be into sports. Right. And he... And it's then, not out of the blue yeah, whatsoever. And then, and then he switched to caring about other things and stuff like that. So, 
Like, it's important that he has an interest. I really care about that. And so my grade is kind of contingent on that. Like, if if this is now a big thing and we continue to see this come up in future seasons, <clears throat> this is probably, like, a B-minus for me, honestly. Like, I, I think it's introducing something interesting about the mm-hmm. character. It has some fun humor. It's not perfect, but... It could be introducing an, an interesting element for me. And uh, we could talk about also that, yes, they're going to high school next year, but apparently this coach has been following these kids from kindergarten or whatever, third grade, so that doesn't mean that he would still, you know... Yeah, be... this is realistic. Yeah, so... But if we never see this again, this is more like a C plus or a C to me. It just, like, bringing up something and not really doing anything with it, mm-hmm. and there's so much more to say, but I'll try to let you guys go. You, you said a lot. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. No, no, it's okay. You made a lot of valid points. It's just I had a lot of similar points. Yeah. So I'm going to start off with my grade that I, I'm leaning in the C-plus area. Even though I had a lot of fun with it, I do agree it's very dependent on where this storyline goes. Mm-hmm. Because this storyline sets up so much that if it's completely ignored, it's a flop. Yeah, And I don't view Rara as a total flop or the idea of her wanting to be a cheerleader as a total flop because I feel like it's in Riley's character, she's finally getting something. Because it's just like, we've talked about this before, that even if she's average and considers herself talentless, doesn't mean she can't have interests. Yeah. that it, There's a difference between being an exceptional person and being a human. Yeah, and also dreams and goals, even if they're... Like unattainable dreams and yeah. goals. Still and I feel like had. Yeah. I feel like there were a few missed opportunities in this episode. We'll get more into that. And I have, you know, comments on whether or not this is a realistic episode. But I'll let Keith grade now. Yeah. I'm also in the C plus range. I just about this episode I feel just it's extraordinarily mediocre. It's fine. You know, it's there's nothing special. There are there are some funny moments. I thought that the moment with Zay at the window in particular was one of the better times that I've enjoyed Zay, Mm -hmm. but other times he fell just as flat for me. I think that Sabrina was pretty funny in backing up Riley, who I probably should have said Rowan because I said Sabrina. (laughs) But but I think they had an interesting dynamic. Um, Rowan was funny, Sabrina was funny with her thumbs up. Lucas... Was really I loved Lucas. I didn't dislike how they used Lucas per se. I loved it. I just didn't understand it. Would you say you were befuddled? Uh, yes. Okay. Be- befuddled, bewildered, and amused. Bemused, what about I said, discombobulated? Yeah, alliteration. I loved Lucas. Of Lucas, I just really felt like it was a combination between he just came from a concert the night before, and he lost his hearing, so he was yelling, and he also just came from getting his wisdom teeth out, so he still is on medication. <laughs> and so he's confused and yelling the whole episode, and I don't understand I lo- it. That's but how I want Lucas to always In general, be. though, the friends sitting on the side of the the tryouts, I thought, the exception of Sabrina... Mm. I just don't think they used the other actors well because it just became a kind of chorus. No. Uh, so again, C my uh, C plus rather. Yeah. I so I would go so far. I guess coming off your last point there with the chorus thing, yeah. I go so far as to say, just by virtue of of putting that many characters on that bench. Yeah, too many. It, it just it, it's not too even many. that they like, misused them. It's just that they should have never been on that bench to begin with. It's just too many people. It's not an easy way to balance the scene, especially when they're not the main focus. The main drama is over here, not on the bench. Right. And so they're distractions. Yeah. Is. And yeah. 
I mean, we've talked a lot about, like, I agree with you as far as Zay goes that, like, I think this is one of his better episodes, but again, he, he is, still hasn't earned his place here. I think here. it's because yeah. in that moment he was respecting the boundary of him not necessarily earning the ability yeah, to just rush right that in. you liked it. Which, that was more organic. That was something that if they did that first before having him walk in and eat all the cereal, which I like that moment, just not mm. in context... That's the kind of things I need to see a lot more before I can say, okay, yeah, he's a part of this group. He can be 100% friends with everybody. I mean, he just can't walk in and just all of a sudden, oh, we all known you from forever. We're all going to be 100% friends, all five of us together. I need need two things. I need him to have a centric episode for me to accept him as a core part of the group, Mm -hmm. where it's about him really see him beyond just being a goofball. And I need scenes of just him... And, an, and one other and character. Riley. Yeah, I would agree with saying it needs to be yeah. him yeah. and Riley yeah, at least once. At least yeah. once. Because also if Riley accepts him, everybody accepts him. Yeah. And also because and, so many of the important scenes happen in Riley's room, I will never understand his place there until I see a one-on-one with him and Riley or they make a point of saying that he feels awkward, which they did here. Yeah. That's why that worked. Yeah, because I thought this episode was funny and I enjoyed Zay, but... I don't know, it, like, with the moment of Zay being in the gym, it just, it felt odd. Yeah. And what do you mean by that specifically? Like... On the, on the bench, or are you talking about the walkout? The walkout. The arms and, around everybody walking out. Yeah, because it goes, it goes Zay, Riley, Maya, and then Farkle, Lucas. Yeah. And everyone's arms around each other. Zay hasn't earned his spot directly next to Riley after a dramatic moment. Yeah. And I also... We're not trying to hate on Zay, yeah. it's just yeah. like... No, I because I at this point I'm warming up to Zay and I'm warming up to the actor who I wasn't fully on board with yet either. And I'm I pretty on board with the actor no, to be honest. I'm saying I've warmed up to yeah. him, Pay but like, Pay <laughs> but like you said, we need to delve into Zay more. And I 100 percent agree. I need Zay to have a moment with Riley yeah. to justify any more moments like mm-hmm. that gym moment. Yeah. Also, I, I want to. A lot of times, people are like, just be patient, we'll get here. Oh it's too and late. By people, you mean Michael Jacobs. <laughs> Not even Michael guess. Jacobs is the boss. Michael Jacobs is the boss. Uh, I yeah, no, a lot. Not even guess Michael Jacobs. I wasn't actually even aiming at it specifically with the race, but a lot of apologists for the show, oh. which and often also includes Michael Jacobs, uh, are just like, just wait, we'll get there. It's too late already. We shouldn't be having these episodes where he's integrated into the group before we have the episode where he earned his spot there. Yeah, because I want to see more insecurities of Zay wondering if he really belongs in this group before Zay feels like he belongs in this group. It's the instant gratification is what the problem is. You have to, A, earn your spot in the best of friends. You know what Mm. I mean? And I just think story writing wise, <laughs> story writing wise, yes, Core 5 is a lot of characters to tackle. And it's just, it's really hard to like a character in the kind of show that transitions so quickly between uh, comedy and high drama. Mm-hmm. And they just kind of get there and just get everything immediately. It's hard yeah. to do that. One thing that I feel has been bothering me with a lot of these characters is other than Riley and some of my. Uh, we really haven't gotten enough home life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's makes it a lot harder to connect with the characters. We I am Farkle touched on Farkle's home life, but like even Maya, like I wanna be in Maya's actual home. I would go even further and I would say even Riley's home life 
Yeah. We're not getting in the same organic, sincere way as in Boy Meets World. We saw the Matthews household. There was a different feel. There was a different kind of... Just It was just a natural, homey place. I just yeah. don't know if they're portraying... They're portraying home life, but I'm not sure they're portraying and something know, that I can step into and say, yeah. okay, this is the home life. I don't know if it has to do with the s- sets. I think a lot of it does. Yeah, we, we've had so many talks about the sets, but I think that... It has a lot to do with the way that they're writing it, too, I just yeah. think. Can, do you mind if we transition into delving more deeply into her lack of motivation in this episode? And, like, do you guys have as much of an issue with it as I did? Lack of motivation in what way? When I talk about motivation, what I'm saying is... I, I want to point out, so Nan said, of course, it's obvious what Riley's motivation is here. Riley cares about supporting people. Of course, she'd want to be a cheerleader, which is a sport all about supporting others. And that makes, like, that fits her character, and I get that, but that is, so that would be, like, why she'd be slightly interested. I want something, why is she so madly driven with passion and desire and dreaming of this? And it's not just, like, an altruistic thing. Every year. Yeah, it's not like it's an altruistic thing of, I want to support everybody. She wants this for herself. She wants to be a cheerleader. It could be. It could be, but if it is... They really have to hone that down and get into that and say that. Yeah. Now, because well, I would actually go and say, I don't know if it's about that. That's how it's used functionally and how people are aware of it. But the sport is about acrobatics. Yeah. That's what the sport is about. Yeah. Especially if you were saying that they seem like a competitive team. Yeah, and... when you see these girls training in the gym, this is not what most cheerleaders are going to do on the sidelines of a football game. This is what they're going Especially to be doing. Especially in high school and middle yeah. school, yeah. This is what they're going to be doing at the competitions. And uh, since we're on this topic, what I said about like missed opportunities, I thought that this episode was going to bring up how Amy Matthews, Riley's grandmother, Corey's mom, was going to... Define her in one other way. <laughs> <laughs> I, just want, I just want to make sure we're, we're talking about the same person. <laughs> I hate you so much. Um, Amy Matthews had been a cheerleader, and in an episode of the show, which was Teacher's Bet in season uh-huh. one, we found out that she did this funky old-fashioned cheer, and that they were, the new cheerleaders were still doing that, and they could have done a reference here. I personally don't need that. And then that. Eric's girlfriend, Linda, yeah. at the time, tried out, and there's a little humor there. Yeah. Linda was actually a great character. Yeah, I agree. She really was. And, and I understand, but I think that that would have been good motivation that because that, like, she wanted to be like a grandma. Yeah, like you wanted like the grandma to be like an integral part of the episode. Yeah, I could. I mean, I could see that. It would have been a very different episode. I don't know. I just well, for one thing, I'm. It, I'm yeah. just bothered that right now the Girl Meets World audience sees Amy Matthews as this really horrible, stereotypical um, yeah. law. I definitely want her back. And it's just like I liked Amy. Yeah, I thought she was a good TV mom. Yeah, if you want an example of good TV parents, it's Amy and Alan. Yeah. And it's just like Girl Meets World audience, as far as they're concerned, she's a jerk. There's only was like two episodes of Boy Meets World where there was like serious confrontation yeah. between Amy and like anyone else. Yeah, and I yeah. usually two, agreed with maybe Amy. three. You know, what I, mean? I usually agreed with Amy, <laughs> at least when I was older and could think. Yeah. Uh, could think. <laughs> I want to I want to draw it back a little bit to, to the motivation thing because I, I think there's a lot more to say there as far as like I would have bought she wants to be popular and think she thinks this is a way of becoming popular I think that's as yeah, equally, at least it could have been a weird scheme yeah, yeah I think that that's totally part of her character too they didn't get into that I'm not even saying I wanted that but like that would have been a motivation yeah. or she just she's like been wanting something she just struggling so much with not having anything that she wants she, to have something, yeah, she just wants thing. something she wants a thing just give me some reason why I should care and I, I don't when the character just 
it also it just leaves all these blank things for me to have to fill in for myself. And yeah. if it yeah. is just all about popularity, I don't want that. Like I don't care about that, and so I'm not gonna be invested in that. And that, yeah, because like we said, it fits Riley's character. It's not like if you, Maya wants to be yeah, the cheerleader. Yeah. It fits her character if you attribute those specific things. Yeah, you yeah, just yeah. don't have to tell me why it fits her character. Why she cares so much. And I also, yeah. like, think about how they've handled Maya and Art. I think that's so much better. Like, I understand her motivation, Only why she wants... bring it back a little bit. Yeah, I, I yeah. mean, I'm, I'm just saying as far as why Art connects with Maya, I think I understand right. that yeah. really, really It's her well. way... To give order to the world around her, which she sees yeah. uh, herself as having little control yeah, over. And I, I'm invested in her love of art because she has passion for the world and wants to share that with people, and, and it gives her hope. Like, this is a deep thing. And you see her insecurities through yeah. it as well. Like, it's a deep thing that enriches her character. Yeah. Riley loving cheerleading, I don't want to. I'm not even saying I'm downplaying cheerleading, I'm just saying, give me a reason why that it, matters. It can enrich her character. Yeah. It so far has not. Yeah. Yeah. Besides just the fact that she cares about something is going after it. Yeah. That's, so, okay, do you, we had a few notes here if you want to go through. We had some positive yeah. things. We definitely liked a lot of the humor on this episode. Well, let's just talk about the opening because we all had a lot yeah. of positive things to say about the opening. I'll throw in one thing real quick. We haven't said yet we're not going scene by scene because we're talking about Invisible Sister at the end of this and we just wanted to get through everything. But, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, opening scene? Opening scene. All scene right. one. So, Riley's all wacky. She has full control over her limbs now, so she says. I'm in control of Riley. (laughs) (laughs) I love that joke so much, and it's not even in Girl Meets I know, it's such a great great joke. Um, If you have not seen the crossover episodes with Best Friends Whenever that has Riley and Lucas, you're doing it wrong. Yeah, seriously. You need to go go watch it. What's the episode? Sid and And Shelby's Shelby's Haunted haunted Adventure? Haunted Escape. Haunted Escape. Yeah. Yes. I really liked Rowan's physical physical comedy, especially with sort of... What, how would you even say it? Falling it down? A, it was a half stumble on the landing from the It's how I usually go down, down the, the stairs. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Definitely good. And just like a quick opening. We get what the episode's about. It's a little funny. Yeah, like everyone dreads it. They dread it every year. So you get that she does it a lot. And also, we should point out, good continuity with last year. Right. Yes. Right. Like, and also the full control over my limbs now. Because now we've had this joke like... You know, she doesn't have control over these and, like, yeah. you know, throwing her arms and legs yeah. up in the air. And also, like, in, um, even though I don't love this episode, Mr. Squirrels, the whole thing that she's insecure, that she's uncoordinated, and, and Maya saying, like, I would never let tell you that you're uncoordinated or I, yeah. you know, I defend you or whatever. I think that what's great about it is it's funny, but also this potential of her being insecure and this potential of her actually getting to some serious body yeah. issue type things and as all of that is wrapped up i don't think any of them negates the other yeah so i think that it's a great whenever we bring this up for one uh, or the other of these elements we get something enjoyable yeah and when her brain tells them what to do they try real hard now yeah it's great del- i really liked rowan's delivery throughout yes. this episode a lot of fun moments moving on i guess moving on <laughs> and i want to talk about how the cheerleaders don't look like middle schoolers yeah because we because the next scene is when we're introduced to them some of them look the As- minimum age is 16 that i'll buy <laughs> uh especially the and male, that is super super pushing it especially the male oh they're in their 30s okay, yeah no the male cheerleaders are like 45 <laughs> that's a separate issue but as far as the the most cheerleaders, I would think, especially the ones that they had as the named characters, I would so like, say was it like Sam and Jenkins or something? Yeah, Samantha, Samantha and, and Jenkins. Jenkins. Yeah. Uh, but I would say they were probably around sixteen. I think they're just muscular, so they had muscular faces. They might have looked older because yeah. they obviously looked very um, athletic. 
I, I looked up the average age of Olympic gymnasts, female Olympic gymnasts. It's, it was 16. In fact, the minimum age was, I think it was in, in like the late 90s, was moved to 16 because of some laws and stuff with like working children and stuff yeah. like that. But and a lot of times people lie about their age to get in because of the ad. Well, yeah, gymnastics is like it's insane yeah. the way that these girls push themselves. They yeah. put them on such a regimented schedule. The way that they work out and their diet. Some girls they don't because they do these things. And I actually had this happen to a friend. They don't get their period until like sixteen or eighteen mm-hmm. sometimes, wow. which like the youngest you can get your period is like nine or ten. And so that is just insane. That, I would like say what they do to their body. Causality, though, and correlation, though, and that way, I would say it's also that the more successful ones are the ones that would happen to not, anyways, which is why their body types are in a way that would facilitate the gymnastics better. Well, the thing is, is let's look. This is really yeah. off topic. I'm going to try. I know, but like, <laughs> just like statistics show that <laughs> this is very prevalent in gymnasts because of these reasons. A doctor will tell you that doing these things. I'm also going to go to a different direction and just say that I also think it's very possible they purposely got older at people because they knew they were going to be doing somewhat dangerous. They want to be things. people that were they want to cover comfortable their bases. with the same reason why we don't see Rowan right. actually do much of anything. We have these we talked freeze about frames. Yeah. I hate um, the freeze frames. Like I understand what you're saying about the need for it. Yeah. They could have done it in a more tasteful way. Well, talk, we talked about this when we were watching it. They couldn't actually throw Rowan up, even though she probably would have been. What do you call it, the flyer? Yeah. yeah, she would have been the flyer because she was the smaller one. Because I mean, honestly, they can't risk that. If if Rowan breaks her leg, the the production of the show is yeah. off for I mean, quite I'm a bit of time. Already and we can't afford at, that. Like, like what's happening with Uriah Shelton yeah. right now? And I remember that, that apparently when uh, Maya when Sabrina jumped on his back in what was it the Tot episode? Like they, people almost got hurt from just that. And so, really? I didn't know that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the, she pulled out his back or something? I, or I she think almost she fell? almost fell. I'm trying to remember exactly what it was, but yeah. So, I mean. Do they not have mats down? It's a pretty know. simple fix. <laughs> yeah, so I don't. I agree that the freeze frames were not working for me. I don't really know what they could have done differently, but it just. Also, but the particular things they froze on just weren't the best composed shots well, in my I, opinion. I know exactly like, what they could have done. Yeah. It could have just been like, as anyone was like turning to throw her off, yeah. it could have been zoomed in real close and it just would have went right off screen. Yeah. And that would have been it. That would have been thrown onto like a little mat right next to her. Yeah. Yeah. Or, I mean, there's always stuff with body doubles or whatever, but... Uh, all right. As we saw from my <laughs> Invisible Sisters. Yes, yeah. Invisible Sisters. <laughs> Amazing. But right. more on that later. <laughs> and so Maya's trying to be supportive... Except she's kind of tired of it and she doesn't want to be supportive anymore. She's tired of telling Riley she's good. She was like, you know what? You stink. You're not better than Samantha, who is the one girl she has to beat because yes. she's the worst on the team. Poor Samantha. I know. I really like Samantha. Girl girl knew how to harky. Anyways. Girl, girl knew, knew how, how to harky. harky. New yeah. hit single <laughs> from Katie D in the game. Girl knows how to harky. Anyways, one thing we were talking Where about. Where was I? <laughs> Samantha's the worst. So Maya, you were talking about Maya. Oh, yeah, Maya's Let's talking talk about to... last year, though, real quick. About how, because, Dan, you wanted to bring this up. I don't even know what you're talking about. Oh. Uh, Maya was there last year trying out yeah. with Riley. But, you know, they didn't explicitly say that I'm not going to try it with you this year. But she did say, I don't want to really support you anymore, which is yeah. why we did not see Maya in the same capacity. Yeah, because yeah, she's just... She's so, done. was all that building <laughs> to the Roxy line? I'm just yes. wondering. Okay, the Roxy line was good. I like... <laughs> 
not even better than a rock with no name. I don't like that she doesn't have a name. I would call her Roxy. There's just this awkward silence, and they're staring at each other. That's, is that the thumbs up, or is that... No, that was no, no, two. No. They named it after me. She has yeah, a Riley okay. rule. Yeah. Yeah, Sabrina... Just both of them are, again... I mean, I don't know how many times we can say this. They're both just really good. They're great, <laughs> and they're great together. <laughs> they're so That's all there is. Yeah. Like, adorably awkward. Yeah. They pull it I really, I really liked both thumbs ups in this yeah. episode. I was almost... And aside, com- aside from the fact that it didn't exactly, wasn't exactly a parallel, I was like, is this supposed to be a uh, reference to, like, the thumbs up things that we've seen in the past, both in Girl Meets World and in Boy Meets World? You know, like, when, it, but those are usually more awkward. Yeah. Uh, no, so I don't think, I think it, it, I don't it think was, it was, it was a more facetious. Fasci- uh, yeah, like, sort of, like, sarcastic. Yeah, or, it was like, her yeah. be- making fun of Riley. Yeah. Or, you know, it was her being sassy, ironic. Yeah. And, Poor Riley. I, do we want to talk, you had said last week about Sid... You know, we're talking about Sid versus Maya, and, like, Sid was more likely oh, to make was... fun of Shelby or whatever. Yeah. I, I do think we got... She was, like, the Maya that never became... Yeah, but yeah. I do think that, I mean, Maya was a lot more... Ma- uh, antagonistic, conflicting yeah. in this episode, yeah. but... And I thought it worked, because Riley's insane. And it's been six years. It's enough. Yeah. yeah. And so we get to the coach that hates her, and then we have the LeBron James joke. The Jane Lynch double. And you said that you didn't like that that much, because she didn't get the basketball joke. Did I say that? Yes. I mean, I don't... I, like, almost liked it because she referenced something from basketball, and I liked yeah. back in New World that she liked basketball. She didn't know all the information, though, and I kind of liked her just being, like, a savant about this. Yeah. But, like... It might just be I that, don't, like, I don't, like, hate this or anything. I just, it might just be that it's not her team. Yeah. And so she didn't care as much. I yeah. mean, there's a lot to be said about... It, they could have just done general, Michael Jordan, and that would have been a better example. Riley was not smart in any way in this episode. Yeah. I mean, yeah. She was really dopey, and she, she was almost, like... On drugs. She, she <laughs> was just, like, really played up as dopey and dumb for the humor. Yeah. And, which is... She was good at it and she was funny, but I would like to see a little something slid in there to redeem that quality. A little yeah. Bit. I'd say the only slightly intelligent thing was that at the end, he came up with the idea of you would need an alternate, but that was so underplayed and was so at the end of so much of her just doing the same thing over and over and just being a total goofball that... Yeah, I did like, seem more like a desperation yeah. than anything else. Yeah, especially because before she said that line, she said, like, I want to be on the team, like, three or four times, and just, like, a total, like, I deserve it because I deserve it. Mm-hmm. So they, Maya hands her the fire of, like, here's all the things that you need to get through the three days of hell. The three days of hell. And three days in hell So this is Riley kind of Matthews. This is kind of where you started bringing up of, like, can you do it or can you not? Um, yeah, do you want to talk about that? Yeah, let's yeah. talk about this. I was expecting them to do, among the stunts that they did, more like exercise things like preparatory warm-ups and just, you know, push-ups and, and squats and, like, different exercises that would be, like, training, like, just for muscle mass to be able to do these things. Those are the kind of things that would make sense for there to be a bell. Like, if you're working hard and getting tired and worn out and then you need to work the bell. But things like gymnastics and like doing flips it's like pretty much either you can do it or you can't it's not like i'm gonna do it and get tired because either you can do it 
and maybe you can work on it and get better and do it better, or you can't and you're just going to hurt yourself or just not be able to do it a- at all. And that is strange to have a belt, like, what is there to quit about? You know what I mean? Well, yeah, that's the thing is, as someone, and I, I'm, I'm excited to have Caitlin here to explain <laughs> this to me, but as someone who had never gone to tryouts for a sport, it seemed super unrealistic to me that if the first day 12 out of the 13 people can totally do it, why would you do a second day? Just <laughs> cut that person say, look, everybody else can do it. Why am I going to waste everybody's time? Why am I going to waste my time? Why wouldn't I just start training these people and getting ready for the season? Mm-hmm. Uh, and you said that this is somewhat believable. Yeah, so I do get what you're saying, but I have a little bit of you know experience with this. I, so I was on the volleyball team, and we had preseason, or as I like to call it, hell. <laughs> and basically it was like, if you could come back the next day, then you can participate. But the very last day, we had a half-hour-long, like, regimented, ob- like, obstacle course, like, doing various exercises, running laps. You have to run, like, a mile, but, well, like, it's spread out. some of that all the other days, right, though? Yes. You did exercises. You, yes, like, ran just... laps and warm-ups and stuff like yes, that. Yes, yes. So, f- so every day was two practices. Yeah. First practice was on the field. We'd run laps, do exercises, and and team and build team and then second practice would be volleyball oriented yes. in the gym yeah but the very last day was just on the field he gave you a very specific this is the order of how you do everything we went to the bleachers we went to the do laps and things yeah. and if you didn't do it under a half hour you couldn't be on the team yeah. And so you could take breaks, you could get water and everything mm. during this whole thing, but you just had to make sure you did it under a half hour. Yeah. Um, well, the, the main thing that I thought that you were saying to me yesterday was that, like, on, like, the second day, if you're someone who couldn't serve, whereas other people could serve, you could still come up the next but, day. Yeah, he'd coach yeah. you. Yeah, yeah. Um, or she. We had a lot of coaches. <laughs> they kept leaving. Um, I also tried out for the tennis yeah. team, which is in the spring, and I tried out with some of my friends. 14 freshmen total tried out. Now, there, so there was about a weekish of this, too. But oh, the, really? Yeah. But when you'd show up, the teacher who was coaching, she'd be like, I'm not here to teach you. You need to show up and already know this. Like, I'm not going to show you how to do everything because our tennis team was already good. It was boss. It, like, our tennis team, it was... Much like the aforementioned enough- Michael Jacobs. <laughs> <laughs> enough people were returning that already knew what to do that she only let one freshman of the 14 on the team. Yeah. So it, it kind of depends on the team. It kind of depends on the team's history with the school and just, like, how oriented is it with, like... Because we also have an intense field hockey team in um, our town. And so this is closer to the cheerleading aspect of... These girls start in middle school. And they under, fall, they fall yeah, the same coach. Yeah under, yeah, under one coach, and she mainly handles the middle school team, but then the coach from the high school will also manage this middle school team because she's looking at the girls she's going to get. Mm. It's, like, in really intense. And then when they get to high school, they're looking for girls who are either on the middle school team or coming from another town that will have already done field hockey. If you haven't done field hockey yet, they're not going to take you. Right, because it's not about fun. It's about destroying everybody. <laughs> Which, well, literally, that's what they did. Yes, yeah. We've been undefeated for like seven decades. Years. <laughs> <laughs> like like literally for like seven years. Yeah. I think it's longer, but yeah. Yeah. So that's a little insight on like how various 
sports and coaches that I've seen have handled it. Like our yeah. softball team, I don't know if it was new or sucked, but it let anyone on who showed up. Softball? Yeah. I didn't even know there was a softball exactly. team. Exactly. <laughs> I knew you were talking about coaches. I, Keith had said, and I think he got either cut off or people were talking together uh, about this this coach of what was her name, like something Ke- Katie, Coach or, Kelly, Coach Kelly, um, and the similarities. Jackie to, Kelly, yes, Jackie Kelly. The similarities with the Glee character um, Sue Sylvester, who was this like tough, um, you know, intense, sarcastic mm-hmm. cheerleading coach, played by Jane Link, who at most people might know was the host on Girl Meets Flaws. Um, and just, no, Farkle's <laughs> choice. Oh yeah, sorry. They're both just so bad. I, they're one episode. That's true. Uh, and so and we'll have to do Farkle. <laughs> yes, sorry. Um, Girl meets world of terror flaws. Farkle's choice too. <laughs> uh, yeah, no. Revenge of the Y. Um, Revenge so of the Y. Is, science Y. It is funny that they didn't like. Like I don't even know if I would like it more or less if they just actually had Jan Lynch do this. I would have liked it more. Yeah. I do think that this this woman was. Oh yeah, fine. no, this the actress was dead. good at what she was given. Yeah, why? But I understand they probably didn't have this episode written. Yeah. At that time, but why even have her on yeah. for a role that made no sense? Mm-hmm. And then have and a then, role where it makes sense. And and then <laughs> having known that this already happened, even if you can't prevent that fact. Have a copycat character. Yeah. Is strange. I agree. Alright, shall we go back to your list throughout the episode? Sure, sure. Lists sure. through the ages. Um, vamping, we are vamping. Oh, well, one thing that I noticed during the, the first moment where we see the cheerleaders and they're practicing mm. is I was annoyed that they didn't really acknowledge the male cheerleaders. Like, they were very seen but not heard or yeah, well, not acknowledged. They didn't want you to look at them because they were 40. <laughs> <laughs> but that's why. Yeah, I think you're probably right. I Maybe. mean, yes, that's a that's a very fair point. But I was like, I was so happy that they were at least showing male cheerleaders. But when then when they when they referred to the team, they're like, okay, girls, these are my girls, girls. Yeah, okay. Well, I, what I think about that is because there was no one to take the slots of the male. There was no challenger. You know what I mean? Yeah. So but that they were still, not trying out. I agree, but I still think that. I, I'm in between you guys. But they shouldn't say girls. Yeah. They should say okay team. I think the specific dial. I, I think the specific dialogue was strange that that it made it seem like they didn't realize boys were on the team. No boys. No but, boys at all. <laughs> but but at the same time, I don't like as much as like obviously for like positive representation or whatever. It would be nice to include the boys more. This was a focused episode. I liked that it was focused. Yeah. I don't necessarily, and that's that's also kind of my reason. I know, why. but I could have at least enjoyed a joke yeah. of like Zay or Lucas like showing up, like maybe even in like a cheerleading uniform, and like it would have just been a quick one-off joke. Well, just so to, now that's, that's weird to say that that would just be a joke because there's no there a not, point that you don't want it to be a joke. No, I don't mean a joke about them being boys. I just mean like Stop like how boys. like how Zay was a ballerina. We could have seen him like in that role more. We don't get to see him like that now. I'm not saying anything if, about it being, a, like, his gender being a joke about yeah. it. I just mean you could have made a joke about it to also acknowledge, but, I guess like, my, I guess the my, men I guess what I'm it. saying is that it wouldn't be a joke. He is a ballerina. He could probably get a part in that, on that squad. I know. I'm just saying, <laughs> based on what back. we've been given of Zay, all yeah. he gets is one-off jokes. What if he, had, if I, he comes back, though, yeah. yeah, I mean, it would be totally normal for, like, Lucas to say... Maybe try out to well, get actually, near to Riley. You know what you could have done? All of this is coming together. 
you could have just had Zay already be on the team, yeah. and he's the one. We have him, him and Riley moment. Oh. At first, it starts with him not really be, being like he's not good enough. By yeah. the end, he takes pity and talks to the other people, and they together or coaches her personally. Yeah. Oh, I would have liked that a lot. I just better. wrote a better episode. <laughs> <laughs> Dan, Michael Jacobs is the boss. <laughs> Mind blown, guys. <laughs> I oh, my I... <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. You have to cut all of that. <laughs> no. I'll, I'll try to make it okay. Yes, because I want to keep oh, that because man. I honestly do agree that I would have liked that way like, more. Like, honestly, I usually don't try to be like, na 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 na, I'm better than them. Or like, na 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 na. <laughs> but, like, I'm sorry. That's na 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 na. You know what that reminds me of? Is the, um, the bear. Bananas in Panama. <laughs> but I honestly do think like that that would have tied yes, Zay in so much yes. better, and uh, and it also really wouldn't have had to change the episode that much. And it would have helped me accept Zay's place yeah. in the gym. Yeah. It also would have helped Zay accept his own place in the circle of life. Mm-hmm. Okay. Ah, na na ha na na. Okay, now that we blow up the levels for a good, like, ten minutes straight, let's move on. Okay. So we get... Now we're in Riley's bedroom. Our listeners are not listening for audio quality. (laughs) Now we're in Riley's bedroom, and first we have Maya, and she's just, like, you know, she's just done. She's just fed up. And then I really like Farkle's line of, ring the bell, ring any bell, ring the doorbell. Yeah, I was a fan of that. That was good. Yeah, that was... It was really good delivery, like, good job, Corey Fogelman, as it was funny. I've been enjoying just the small little Farkle moments recently. I, I, he hasn't, like, since I am Fargo, he hasn't gotten a whole lot to do, but he's been having just a couple nice one-liners per episode. And, yes, uh, yes. Literally, my only issue with him is just that there's so many characters yeah. and that, like... Oh, well, I agree that Fargo's been used much better and much more tastefully. Yeah. yeah. And it's, yeah, he's just not important anymore because there's too many characters. Yeah. That's so awkward because they always made the whole point of, A, which annoyed the hell out of me, that Fargo is loyal. Is he? <laughs> and also that you know he's been around almost as long as Maya, yeah. and it's has just, he? <laughs> it's just really, it's really weird decisions are being made, and it's because they are taking on too much they can handle. They're taking on too many characters, too many actors, too many people they need to I respect their contracts with. I don't really know why what his role is that is necessary especially if they actually are more consistent about lucas being intelligent Mm -hmm. because like if his whole thing is i'm the intelligent one well lucas is also supposed to be intelligent yeah because maya is now the loyal one who i've actually been shown is loyal and not told is loyal and lucas is the intelligent one Did so, you? I don't really, yeah, I don't really know yeah. where Farkle's place is anymore. Next time on Girl Meets World, but the speaking- dark underbelly of Farkle's backstory, <laughs> friend or foe. But speaking of Lucas being intelligent, yeah, okay. let's talk about that yeah, classroom I, scene. Lucas was doing a lot of outbursty kind of things. I, first of all, I'm just going to say, I loved it. But it really just was like, he was hard of hearing <laughs> and loopy. It was like he had the flu. <laughs> <laughs> and like lost his hearing. Yeah, well, okay. I just I don't know why. I just I loved it yeah. so much and Peyton's acting was great. Okay, so here's the thing. 
I agree Peyton's acting was really yeah, good. Yeah, it was and, fun. And I, I enjoyed watching Peyton this episode. And but his it wasn't Lucas. Yeah, well, yeah, here, here's the thing. Here's the thing. That they are trying to write him and Zay as Corey and Sean... And all of a sudden, and and, I, and they're good. They know how to write Corey and Sean well, so there are pretty good lines. But they don't necessarily feel like it's supposed to, that it's Lucas that's saying them. He's right. the he's the athletic scholar, like and so it, it, like even though I think he's funny, I think that interaction was funny. I think it bonds him and Zay more. It just feels a little bit unless you're supposed to be seeing like oh Zay's having a bad influence on him, so now it's just outbursts in class. Or it's something. not even bad though. It's just strange. <laughs> <laughs> He was a little drunk. I mean, it's not like he was, like, <laughs> disrupting the class. He was trying he was, to answer the question. He, well, no, if you're supposed to raise your hand, he's totally disrupting the he class. He was trying something new. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. Well, well, let's talk, so when we're in the classroom, let's talk about the Edison thing real quick. Yeah. Yes. I don't, I don't know that much about Edison, so I don't know Edison's exactly. Edison's a jerk. I don't know exactly, like, to what level they're correct here. I do think that. I like the lesson. The basic lesson makes sense. Aside from one thing I want to talk about as far as, they say that Edison tried all these different ways, and he was, you know, found ways, you know, those are just 9,000 ways that don't work, I'm going to try something new. Riley didn't try any different ways, she just kept trying, and kept doing the same thing over and over again. We didn't see her, Which... like, I want to see, like, we've been told. And not even, like, necessarily she got better, it's yeah. just that it's almost like, People had more pity on her. Yeah. Well, no, if you have three days, give me a different tactic she takes each of those days. Yeah. Give me, and like, it's another case again of show, don't tell, where they told us that she's been trying, they told us she's been trying to be better at her coordination, they told us she's done this six times, and that maybe it is a different tactic this time than it was last time, but I don't know how it could be, because all she's doing is being an idiot who doesn't understand how to catch someone. Yeah. And, and there's so... a difference between trying and wanting. Yeah. Just showing up is yeah. not trying. You know what I mean? I, the, the, ba- the only positive spin you can give is that she is tenacious and doesn't give in, which is a positive thing, but that isn't Edison. Edison tried different tactics. Yeah, and <laughs> wasn't it He also it electrocuted live animals to death to prove that alternating current was unsafe to protect his patents in direct current, which is actually not true, that alternating current is much more safe than direct current. They did this on public corners. Cool. I'm really sad. <laughs> Yay, light. We got light. Watch a documentary about, like, Edison versus Tesla. Good stuff. Good stuff. <laughs> Good stuff. So, I was was, just, he was a jerk. Um, right. I was just going to say, I, maybe I'm wrong. I think it was Einstein who said that if you keep doing the same thing and expect a different I- outcome, then you're insane. But he was an asshole, too. All right. <laughs> this this week on histor- Historical Icons are Assholes. <laughs> this week on Historical Assholes. <laughs> Let's talk about Jackass Jackson. <laughs> All right, um, he was he was an asshole. We're going a little explicit on this podcast. All right, moving on. What other things um, do you have here? Corey, Father Corey versus Father Corey of Father Saint Patrick's. Corey. Uh, yes, Father Corey versus Tika Corey. What do we Bless think you, about this? Child. Why is it that you can say Father Corey and it's casual, but I can't say Father Corey? Go in peace, my daughter. <laughs> <laughs> I'm torn on this because, on the one hand, it highlights again why he shouldn't be her teacher. Mm-hmm. On the other hand, well, except, okay, I'm going to take that back. He's still being the, te- the good teacher and not letting the, his fatherhood affect his teaching, yes. I guess you'd say. But... 
so in some ways it's interesting that they're actually delving into this and that like the like father side of him just really wants to protect her and shelter her. It also goes um, back to my point in the pilot of how this would never actually happen yeah. unless you were in a really small town with like a graduating class of like seven. Hey, yeah, New York mean, City ain't so tough. <laughs> that's the premise of the show that you guys can't. Yeah, we gotta, mean, let, we gotta let it go. say so much about yeah. it. No, I'm just saying it, but it still, agree, yeah. it highlights and I think I want them to go into it more of like... I don't know. I, I agree, yeah. but I don't think they can get, get well, into well, it because it is the premise. What did you think? About this. I thought it was interesting, actually. Yeah. I mean, it, it was interesting because it was about the separation. He was making a choice to be professional, to rise above it. Because mm-hmm. as a father, I mean, he cares. But like he said, oh, I don't want her to discover herself. Yeah. I mean, that was funny. But, like, it's showing that he's acknowledging the disparity between the two roles and doing something about it. And yeah. I think doing something constructive about it. Yeah. And you can argue, Dana, you said earlier, like, well, that does that make him a bad father? Makes him... A imperfect father, but he's still a character, and he's allowed that. Well, I, I guess mean. that's what I was saying was that it's funny to me that you even need this whole separation of teacher versus father because I think it's a conflict that a father in general would have, which is the desire to protect them versus the knowledge that you have to let them make their own mistakes. And that's that's just, how he processes mm, it yeah, by splitting it up. Yeah, and up. Yeah. yeah, I understand that because you know Corey. Well, I guess we don't know enough about Corey's history between the end of Boy Meets World and Girl Meets World of if he was a teacher or a father first. Yeah. Corey Matthews, what really happened between the shows? Which I also, we totally forgot to talk about uh, that a lot of people thought that Girl Meets Corey and Topanga was actually going to delve into that time in between. and It should of, have. Yeah, it's kind of a bummer yeah, that it didn't. I thought it was going to. Uh, it definitely too. should have. I don't know why they didn't think of that. They still could do it in a different episode. But, yeah, but it's um, it's long overdue. Yeah, I agree. So moving on, I guess so. Oh, I guess so. Here we go. What? I'm just trying to vamp, okay? So now it's why do you keep saying that? Because she's looking for things on her phone, and I'm trying to keep it going. But yeah. why do you keep saying vamp? You guess that's what vamping is. Yeah, but like, why? keep the audience entertained while we're waiting for the things to happen. So it's day vamping. two of cheerleading tryouts, <laughs> tumbling. Tumbling. I do that. On Not Tumblr? on purpose. They should have made a Tumblr joke. She thinks like she has a Tumblr. She would be on Tumblr. Rowan, Rowan Blanchard has a Tumblr. Oh, yeah, you're right about that, yeah. It's a good but time. Riley totally would, too. Yeah. It would be filled with, like, unicorns. Puppies. <laughs> uh, Cats in pajamas. <laughs> I'd follow Riley's Tumblr. What was it about tumbling that you wanted to say? Actually, you know, um, it would be great advertising if Disney made a Tumblr, which Riley. was Riley. And it was like, it was like AmandaPlease.com. <laughs> it was actually... What As would, if it was her. What would be the edgy social media that Maya would use? Uh, oh, she used Instagram because she like put do paint to do her art or whatever. Uh, that's not edgy though. Yeah, I know. I, I think she thing. would use Instagram, but I think she'd also use Tumblr. Is that Tumblr is very widespread? Yeah. That I think she's I think too I... cool for Tumblr. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> anyway, what are you gonna actually say about this someday? <laughs> remember dude day two tumblr oh and then we get the day two (laughs) (laughs) and so she first tries to do her cartwheel which is honestly better than any cartwheel i can do i can't cartwheel i'm a boss at cartwheels show me right now i cannot do it even remotely keith what do you think (laughs) (laughs) so i'm sorry everyone you're not gonna get a reaction video of us cartwheeling unless you just want to see us fall on our faces unless you just want me to see see me tumble not on purpose and then she tries again and we just get like the off screen of like the court 
five. Well, four. The, the four, four of the five. Core. Yeah, four fifths of the core. Four fifths of the core have been gathered together. Like one point twenty one gigawatts. And Lucas is like shielding Maya's eyes, like from the With horror lead to protect from the radiation. <laughs> All right. Next scene. <laughs> uh, yeah. So this is actually the bedroom scene We've with so many times. <laughs> yeah. so Hopefully it's not too loud, guys. And I like when Lucas comes into Riley's bedroom because we get more of weird drunk Lucas, and I love it. Is she, is she alive? Though repeatedly, is she alive? I thought it was really funny. <laughs> Riley, are you okay? Riley, we are so proud of you. Is she okay? Is she alive? Is she alive? Again, he's like he just came back from having his wizard rebound. <laughs> yeah. So wait, wait, how did the how did the Farkle knock joke be brought up so much earlier than this? Because <laughs> I looked at my notes okay. wrong. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yes, I liked that. I thought Zay. We talked about. We thought Zay was pretty solid here. I like yeah. that he has issues with breaking into the beginning. Room. Anyways, I like. Yeah, Zay. I don't really care I, for him going. Be like, oh, I was yeah. raised better than yeah, you. Yeah, that the end. The ending with him being the one to take the thing off. The ending with him being the one to take the thing off just also just feels a little odd because. Maya, A, Maya would be able to realize that. B, I thought Maya would Corey get in bed. Be I thought yeah. Maya would have been, if anything, the one to tell her to do that. Yeah. It was just, it was just the ending there was a little bit strange. Yeah. But I also, on a side note, I was really hoping that it was just never on purpose that she had a double in the bed. Mm. It was just she was happened to be in the other room, and that's just how it got put together. Before, and I thought she just it was walked just, in. I thought it was just going to be like how in the other episode with Augie and yeah. Spaghetti, and she just doesn't make her bed or See, anything. I thought... I thought they might go with, like, before Augie walked in, I thought they might go again with Augie in her bed. Yeah, it would have been fine. Yeah. I just thought it's strange that she would have to purposefully deceive to go do something that they know that she was going to do. It's strange. It's not like they were going to physically I think, stop her. I mean, I think the idea was she didn't want to deal with their BS. Yeah, but if that's the case, she left early anyway, so she wouldn't have to leave anything. That's true. <laughs> that's a very good point. <laughs> All right, moving on. Zay's like the straight man for Lucas in this episode, almost. You know, I guess, it's yeah, <laughs> almost. It's just like I mean, I, th- I honestly, he's so damn yeah. weird in this episode. Lucas, I mean, honestly, I mean, if there was one it. word I was gonna give for Zay, it would be buffoon. <laughs> like, I can't think of any other word that describes him better. Yeah, like he's just he he's the he's like the goofy do- dopey guy, and like like he's not necessarily stupid as much as he's just like bumbling. Yeah, and, and like. I mean, that is a different character than we have. And, so, like, and this, I mean, except for in this episode, that's what Riley was too. Yeah, that's. But she bumbles in a different way. No, but like, I don't know. Uh, anyway, so then uh, she invades the coach's space. Yes, she calls her a pineapple. Yes, these are girls who are well-oiled machines. You are a pineapple. Personally, I want to be a pineapple. I love how we like are, are actually going scene by scene by, <laughs> by accident. Uh, <laughs> Yes, good stuff. Let's this was another bad freeze frame though. Yeah. But again, and another harshin on Samantha. Yeah. All right, can we can we harshin on Samantha? Can we just skip? <laughs> can we just skip to? She doesn't get on the team. Yeah. We have this bay window scene where Topanga well, is sort of nice well, to her. That, well, actually, I really when when the coach puts her name on the board. Yeah. And she was like Riley Matthews. Like I was the only one who made the team, and you know Maya's there to comfort her. Like, honey, no. The line of "I'm really tired, Maya." Yeah, like that broke my heart. That like, was that solid, was really yeah. good delivery. It was a really good line. Like I just like I really I related with her yeah. on that, and I empathized with her on that. And it was just mm-hmm. it was overall just good quality, yeah. and I understood it. Yeah. Again, 
Zay being part of the core five. We talked like, about this. Yeah, I know. Yes. I'm just saying, like, we're going scene by scene now, Dan. Get on board. <laughs> All right. So Get on board. I'm getting us fast track yeah. in this. So now to Pangan. Yeah, I like the little thing with Vampos up, Dan. Vampos yes. up. Get us excited to go forward. I like the little thing with the and Augie. It was a little small little moment. It was fine. And then, so this this scene ends with just Maya coming in and saying, "New day." You know, Riley's like, "Yeah, new day." They go off. They're sad, but they're hopeful, and they're gonna move on. End scene. End see, yeah, End episode. Yeah. Like honestly, and se- yeah. And this cut. is at the seventeen minute point. Yeah. To me, this is like you don't need like you, you can have a tag after this. You can yeah. have a tag of she's gonna keep trying for next year, and you actually mm-hmm. see her working out. Like maybe she, maybe Samantha takes pity on her, and Samantha tries to help her. Like something like that. Yeah. I guess I don't. Something need, happens. Yeah. Zay shows us some moves that yeah. Vanessa showed him in Texas. <laughs> I really oh wish I said God. that better. Uh, yeah, no, it's just... I'm very sorry. Uh, yeah, so I guess let's talk about this whole ending thing where... So now this season yeah. two, I liked yesterday Keith said season two instant gratification. Yeah. Because now we've had... What, what have we had? We've had um, Mr. Scrolls, Mr. Scrolls goes to Washington, mm-hmm. they win. Creativity, they win. New teacher, they win. This episode, they win. Just because they want it. Not, yeah. not, I mean, not even that they have worked hard. Literally because they want it. Because yeah. they believe in themselves. Yeah. and Which, I mean, you want to be hopeful, but don't instill an ignorance. You know what yeah. I mean? And here's, yeah, here's the thing. I think the fact that they went with an alternate, especially given the fact that these people are supposed to be machines and have never needed an alternate... Is at least a low level enough victory that it's not like super, it's not like he beat out Samantha, Samantha and Samantha's leaving or something. Poor Samantha. <laughs> but at the same time, it's so so isolated. This episode alone, I'm not that upset about the ending. It's just that in a season that's had all these other episodes where they always win, mm-hmm. it is. I just don't need Again, that. It, it, the lesson is, you don't have to actually try. You just have to say that you're trying. See to now, win. okay. I think it's a little more complicated. I mean, it's not more complicated. I think it is saying that if you're determined and you don't give up, that people will recognize that. I think it's what it's trying to say. Yeah. I don't think it's not what it's trying. I just think that in the end, it's just, it's too easy. It's, again, instant gratification. Yeah. Do you want to talk a little bit about how, what does being an alternate now mean for the rest of the series? Yeah. Because she says, like... Uh, like, my old friends and my new friends, and the team gets up and stands next to her, and... Yeah, either they don't show it again, and the whole thing is worthless, or they do, and Riley is going to have to change, because she's going to have to have a schedule to stick to. She's going to have yeah. to be busy after school. Yeah, and it doesn't even need to be, like, we need to see her cheerleading all the time. It just, like you were saying before, it needs to be mentioned. Well, like, like we talked about yesterday about, like, she can come back home late and be sort of sweaty and have her bag and, and her uniform like, on yeah just be tired she can just be like oh i can't today i have practice like you don't need yeah. to show her in the gym doing the activities every day yeah I, and we also talked about how it could be a legitimately interesting thing for season three for her to be struggling between two different groups of friends and what that can mean and like they can't do that though yeah season two was growth they did it it's over with <laughs> Season three feelings. I'm not sure how I feel about that. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I, I just want her to be a person with interests and with yes. interests that actually continue, yeah. but and not conflict. actually things that she just gets and then it's yeah. over. And real conflict. Yeah. Or And also, I wouldn't even be totally against an episode in high school where she realizes that like things are different now and that like, maybe... 
people aren't treated like maybe he like the popular people are becoming more clicky and more popular mm-hmm. and like he decides to leave and that it wasn't right maybe for her. she gets in with the popular yeah. girls and she becomes a mean girl yeah. for a day and then she decides to leave and that i think would be fine with too i just want there to be resolution to this especially like what we talked about before that this coach clearly Wait. travels with them between different schools they're in a middle school right now this coach was with them in third grade so mm-hmm. it's I don't you were know. saying you wanted the cheerleaders to be clicky and mean? I'm saying it would be interesting if either between this or something else, transitioning to high school, Riley herself becomes a little bit of the, the mean popular bully and maybe that estranges her from uh, Maya for a little bit and then she recoils from it. Yeah, and so I, I don't want that. See, Only because that's an interesting as a character that's not interesting given the fact that they've now made her a cheerleader. I mean, I see, I understand, that, I mean, I said as a positive, I liked that these killers were people and that they weren't the cliche. At the same time, there is a level of realism that the popular people become clicky, they become pop, you know, and yeah. I, I, I think... Cheerleaders were weird at our school. They threw food at our cheerleaders. But that was confusing. The, the yes. non-cheerleaders <laughs> threw food at the cheerleaders. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> yes. I mean, I, I think that there's, I think that there's a... A trade-off there. I do agree. Like, I don't really want to make the curators super, you know, clicky, mean girl, stereotypical. Yeah. But at the same but you time... you have to have conflict somewhere. Yeah. Gotta, I know. Yeah. I, 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 I know. It's just, it's it's hard because I really don't want to fall into these stereotypes. Because these stereotypes are not only annoying, they're just boring. But, but you also, you don't have to make all of the cheerleaders mean girls. Right. You can make, yeah. you can realize that the people, like the two two or three at the top are sort of pressuring everybody else and mm. may, and you can still have Samantha be nice. You know? Right, like, exactly. There's a balance. Samantha and Jenkins are good girls. <laughs> <laughs> Jenkins forgave her for letting her yes. fall on her face. <laughs> so. well, I mean, she got her revenge. <laughs> yeah. Supposedly. Those damn first freeze frames. <laughs> I hate yeah. them so much. I want to say that I liked the scene where Corey turns off the lights. Yes. It was it was visually nice. It was one of those scenes that did make me feel homey and it was one of the better for me classroom scenes, even though what comes after it I'm not a huge fan of. Yes, uh, I have not failed. I just found ten thousand ways that will not work. Yeah. I did find it interesting that she said Mr. Matthews and like she's approaching teacher Corey, not Father Corey. Right. That would actually be cool. I would like it if she had never called him Corey or Daddy in class ever again from this point forward. I don't if, think she's it, ever called season him Corey. Two growth. Yeah, you're right. But it just my point is, I guess if she, yeah, if from if like this was a turning point where she realized that like at school I te- I call him Mr. Matthews, I think yeah. that that would be cool. I mean, maybe this was. Oh, I think the- she did say "Hey Matthews" one time because Maya said it. Mm. Is there anything Let's else you got? Let's transition to the gross um, end. The gross. I thought we were just talking about. Uh, the, oh, you mean the Perez Hilton? Gross end. I, I, well, I had two more things I wanted to talk All about right, quickly. One was you brought up the Eskimo Keith, and you said you wanted to talk about well, that. He brought it up in, in a conjunction with Invisible okay, Sister. Okay, so we can hold off on yeah. that. But I, was, but I brought it up in saying that I think it actually fits in both things. And it fits Invisible Sister in a different way, but it is sort of a similar lesson here about, like, nothing's impossible, dream with dream your dreams, try. Yes. Uh, Except the difference is, in, in the Eskimo, Sean did something out of the ordinary, something he didn't do before, broke his old habit of not trying yeah. and then went out and did it and then succeeded and that was what gave him the outlook that he can do things yeah. and that he was holding himself back. Yeah. In this case, she always showed up. She just happened. isn't good at it yeah. and didn't do anything different each time. Yeah. Just kept doing it, mm-hmm. which is 
That's not. Yeah. Also, why is this year? They didn't answer an important question to me, which is why does she have more control this yeah, year? Yeah. This why she? Yeah. Why is she more determined now than she was determined last year? Why didn't last year she never gave up? Like what? Is it just that this year Corey's doing this Thomas Edison lesson, and so she's Rejection like... Rejection is a this motivation. Is, this is the year it's in the script, is what yeah. it is. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, also that Maya stole the bell. Yeah, and, which, and she said, did you really think any of us were going to let you ring this bell? Yeah, yes. Maya, you said so directly. I, I completely <laughs> thought that everyone was on board with this whole bell ringing thing. Aside from the fact... I mean, I did like that she stole the bell. Like, the idea yeah. of her stealing the bell, I think, is she's funny. she's a klepto. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was like maybe it. with in the lost and found accidentally, and she's yeah. like, "This is my jam." <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, hot damn! Well, also, it this was, is my jam. I'm even surprised you know that. <laughs> I know a lot of things. He's hip and happening. Um, give me a K. <laughs> I'm ready, Coach. <laughs> I just found it interesting that Riley said, "No, I didn't ring the bell. I couldn't find it, or it wasn't yeah. there, or anything like that." Shows that Riley did want to ring the bell at one oh, point. that's yeah, true. Yeah, I think that was just a weird scripting yeah, thing. That's a one-off. Let's just end. Let's talk about the prayers, hope, and things. I just didn't like it, and I don't Disgusting. want to be super negative. Absolutely just... horrendous, atrocious, vile, <laughs> virulent. <laughs> so we hated it. I don't I more think... than hate it. It was disgusting. Why? <laughs> it was why just, even it was bring unrealistic, that? unnecessary. It didn't fit anything. I didn't even like Riley in the moment. Why bring that kind of entertainment Un- pop culture garbage into it at all? It, yeah. it just made no sense. I didn't have quite the visceral reaction <laughs> that Keith seems to. I just thought it was dumb. And uh, moved on from there. I like that she knocked everyone down, though. I mean, that yeah. was fun. It was like, now she has man, to be the yeah. alternate for everyone. <laughs> <laughs> That's her real plan. End scene. Right. Uh, shall we... Get into mail time, shall I agree. Yes. Mail time. Mail time. Mail time. Mail time. Alright. Alright, so as we get into mail time, this episode of Girl Meets World, kids get acquainted with the internet. I On this lovely fall evening. Yes, if you want to be part of mail time in the future, or if you just generally you want to contact us and, you know... Send some hate mail. Send some Satan mail, you know. Some Satan mail. Some Satan mail. Some Satan mail. I want hate mail. I want some Satan mail. You can email us. Send us a couple pentagrams. Our sponsor is audible.com. If you want to get a free audiobook, check it out at audibletrial.com slash gmwpodcast. You can get a cool book for free. You can get a cool book for free. It's totally radical. Um, a cool audiobook for free. Yeah, a cool audiobook. You will not get a physical so copy a of a free, literature. free 30-day trial. You can sign up using Amazon. It's a cool thing. If you sign up, you get this free book. You don't have to keep the trial. Um, and you don't even have to keep the book. You can delete it. Yeah, and uh, you hate it helps it. out Audible, helps out you because you get to try this cool new thing. It helps out us because we get the beautiful uh, money, money, money. And uh, uh, Save paper, guys. Audiobooks. Yes. All right, so if you want to email us, you can do so at gmwpodcast at gmail.com. If you can send us a voice message there under three minutes, please. We'll include it on the podcast if we can. Um, you can send us a nice little iTunes review. We've gotten a few recent memory. They've been very nice. Thank you, guys. Um, you can also check us out on Twitter. Follow us at GMW Podcast. Send us tweets there. YouTube, eventually. We're going to do something for Halloween. Yeah, I mean, uh, we suck at uploading videos, but if there's one thing that I really want to hold to is Halloween videos. Yeah. 
And GMWpodcast.com has basically everything. It's connected to all that stuff. Audible, mm-hmm. YouTube, all that, all that jazz. What are you preparing for us, Miss Cool Kate over here? I was going to recommend the Babysitter's Club. Oh! Because in honor of Sabrina's upcoming decom. Get psyched. Vamp us up. <laughs> the Adventures of Babysitting. Adventures of Babysitting? Yeah. That's something. Am I just in babysitting? or I think it's something like that. Sabrina Carpenter. We tried really hard, okay, guys? Um, so check Did that out. Did you try out. really hard? Did you make the team? <laughs> uh, I also want to throw out that we have a nice new blog guest blog post on com from Gemma and Nan, two of our listeners. And that's at Backstreet Gem, which is Gemma, and at Nan underscore Freeman, which is Nan. And this was sort of inspired by both um, World Mental Health Day, which was Saturday the 10th, and I am Farkle, and the fact that um, multiple cast members from Boy Meets World and Girl Meets World have dealt with a lot of mental health, I don't know, problem, I don't know what the word I'm going to use here, issues, disorders. Experiences. Um, and that they basically, Nan was a mental health professional and sort of went through some of the technical stuff here and sort of help enlighten people. Basically... Gemma was inspired by I Am Farkle and the whole idea of I these are I, I want to know what my friends are going through. Mm-hmm. She thinks of these cast members as her friends and wanted to know what they're going through. Nan helped her out with that. There's some great links, too, if you want to get more information. It's worth checking out, and uh, you'll learn something. All right. Thanks for the input, guys. Yes. Thank you guys so much for that. We are going to get into the actual mail now at gmwpodcast at gmail.com. Right. Say it one more time. GMWpodcast at gmail.com. We're actually going to start with an email from Gemma, Backstreet Gem. We talked about her earlier. So Gemma says, Okay, so I'm composing this a minute after seeing the episode, so excuse the slightly disjointed bullet points. One, that's not a bullet point. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's so disjointed. <laughs> These oh. are numbers. One, this show's portrayal of both college in Telltale Tot, in middle school, in Rara, is caps insane. <laughs> How can the show go from doing an episode on bullying to one where rando cheerleaders cheer on a girl whom they, if rando? this were like random cheerleaders, yeah, that's oh. a thing, yes, rando, oh, rando cheerleaders cheer on a girl who they, whom they, if this were a reflection of real life, like it's apparently supposed to be wouldn't shake a stick at, and would probably bully for sucking balls at cheerleading. <laughs> Did you this read is, this ahead of this time? This is for children, Gamma. Um, Can we edit this? No, 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 it's fine. All right, so... <laughs> Daniel! That's, this for, that's her first numeral. I think we could talk about that. Do we think that it's ridiculous? Do we think it's out of character? I don't character? think it's 100% ridiculous. I think that if... It would be more realistic if some of them were mean and some of them were really helpful, like on any team. Like, yeah, I, I mean, yeah. I think that for me, if if she was a direct competition, mm-hmm. or or it was like, or the the coach, if she was a threat, yeah, if, or yeah. if the coach well, thought know. that, or if the coach was like considering cutting one of them because she felt bad for Riley or something, and then they were still nice, that 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 would seem ridiculous, but. And they're taking pity on this person. They're being like humans. Like I don't know. It comes down to this thing where, like, like we said many times, a lot of like most middle schoolers are not very nice. They just haven't learned that yet. And so, 
then I would say most, like, every character should be mean if we're going for realism and stuff. Like, every character should be more petty. Every character should be more reactionary. Mm-hmm. I, I don't, just because they're cheerleaders, I don't want to say they should be t- extra awful mean. It was just Samantha and Jenkins who was actually... Standing you know, up. Yeah. The, the rest of them were more like, I don't care. I already have my mm-hmm. spot on the team. They're very apathetic. Wait, yeah. do, do they not all cheer when she gets on, though? She goes and hugs them all. I'm trying to remember exactly. But, yeah. I mean, but that's just... Yeah, yeah no, but I but I still... It was just Samantha and Jenkins who stepped yeah. up and said, ow. If they had all started saying ow, first of all, that would have been really funny. Oh. <laughs> and, um... Like, when I first joined the volleyball team, there were... So, I couldn't even serve at first. Some of them weren't very nice to me, and they were just like, you know, they could already do it. They just worked on their own. And then I had one girl who was a senior show me exactly how to do it. She worked with me. She was very nice. And so, I think it's more of just like... I don't think it's just like one team tells you exactly what the personality of all the people who participate in this one sport is like. Yeah. I'm going to hit numeral two, if you guys are comfortable with that. I'm very comfortable. Right. Oh, right on ahead. Gemma's continues on with number two. Not a bullet point again. If, <laughs> if Corey's having so much trouble reconciling being Riley's teacher and her father, then one has to go. I don't even know how he's allowed to teach her. That's not a common thing here. Uh, in Canada, she's from. Why hasn't there? Why hasn't this issue ever come up before for him? He can't tell Riley one thing when he's her teacher and another when he's her father. That's straight up bad parenting. He doesn't stop being her father when he teaches her. Why don't you kind of get to this, Dan? Because you're the one that had the most issues. I mean, I feel like we've covered this. I, yeah. I, I, I agree with you that we, even though we, I have the inclination to continue to complain that he's her teacher, it's core to what this show yes. is, and you kind of get to have and to I understand that. that. I just want it acknowledged more slash dealt with more. I just think that you can't because as soon as you try to put any level of realism into it, it just completely falls apart. That that's the thing. Like, is if you actually try to deal with this as an issue, just it would just completely fall apart because it's completely ridiculous. I do, I do at least agree with her. It seems like bad parenting to be telling her two opposite things. Yes. On the flip side, if as a teacher, he was telling her the same thing as he was when he was her father, that would be bad teaching. <laughs> so, I don't know. I, I Generally, I think this was interesting. It well, I think better, what he but... told her as a teacher is what he should have also been telling her as a father. I think yeah, the, I the folly of that thought process is the fact that you're saying teacher Corey was that good as a teacher, he, he stopped being a father. Because I think he's still... By giving the two, the duality, yeah. it's not like his role as a father has stopped when he's a teacher. It's just the other side of it. So I don't mm. think he necessarily is being a bad but, father because of it. Because, in, in, in fact, what he is is he's not a different person. He's still Corey and he's gave two different uh, But paths. don't you think that's confusing to teach te- te- a child two very opposite things and not to be like, look... And if he had said, like, look, this is complicated, like, I... I mean, I'll... honestly, though, he, he didn't actually ever seriously say anything as as yeah. a father. He was quote. more joking when yeah. he was home. Yeah. I'm gonna go to three. Cool with that? Very yeah. cool. Alright. Zay was funny. It was, <laughs> <laughs> it was a funny episode, but the kind of funny where instead of laughing I comment to myself, Oh, that was funny. What? <laughs> I don't understand after what you're trying to say. After something funny. I don't know what's great. No. I don't know what's, what's more great was how many times funny was used or just the way you said all those things. But wait, or the way it's worded. But wait, there's more. Um, this is something that's happened to me a lot 
with Girlmates World. Keys. I said the word funny a lot in the last <laughs> point. <laughs> Oh yeah. my god, I no. No, let's I, just move on to number no. four. I, mean, I, I get what she's saying as far as there's sometimes where I'm like, oh, that was clever instead of laughing. Mm-hmm. And you want the laughing reaction, but yeah. well, you don't always Yeah, you don't always need it. Um so sometimes she, you just want, huh. That's cool. She did enjoy the donut she did enjoy the donut bit. Probably my favorite part of Dan the Dan didn't even get the donut bit. I mean I got it, I just thought it was weird. You didn't get it until we explained. No, I did. I knew she oh, was I knew what they were doing. I just oh, thought it was okay. weird. You just um, thought they always use donuts. Obviously. <laughs> Perez Hilton was un- an unnecessary cameo that was meta only for the people who follow him. What's meta? I have no idea. Was she on? Is that... I have no idea. That's all I got for right now. Looking forward to the podcast. Thank you. So, since Can I'm... somebody cl- tweet us what the meta is? Yes, please. All right. Because I'm clearly so great at reading these, I'm going to read the next one. I think right. it's just that, like, he does, like... He interviews B-list people, and so, like, an average person would be, con- like, on the same level. I'm not sure. I'm not. I don't get yes. that. Alright. I'm trying to so, make sense of it. this next email is from Sebastian. Well, hello, Sebastian. And, and, goes out to Sebastian. <laughs> and I want to end. I start with his PS, which is, I'm from Chile, excuse my grammatical mistakes if they apply. Yay, international um, fans! Woo! Thank you. Um, it's pronounced Yes, I apologize. All right. Cool. Hello, everyone. Hello, Sebastian. Hello, Sebastian. Love the episode. We actually see Riley with a unique interest that, oh only, my gosh. that only she wants to reach and had to do nothing with Maya. Actually, he's, he listens to our podcast. I, <laughs> actually, I really thought that this I mean, I'm assuming everyone does, and that's why they're writing <laughs> in. I mean, that'd be kind of weird to write into a podcast you've never listened to before. <laughs> I'm not, like, regular listener. Um, okay, actually, I really thought that this episode was an A episode until somehow they make Coach Kelly break and let her in. I mean, I'm one of those naive people who likes to see the power of love thing and blah, blah, blah. Me too, Sebastian. <laughs> no, you're not. But I actually want... You like the, uh, you like the ending? Future trilogy. No, but I just, in, in general, I like happiness. Okay, sure. That's what you want us to think. But I actually wanted what? them to not let Riley in. See, we're on the same page. Me and Sebastian are on the same page. Because in reality, <laughs> if you are not good enough, you are you are out, and it's not personal. Uh, it's just not their their thing, and it was really bothering me that that happened. Um, sorry, some of this is my grammatical mistakes, and some of it is I'm trying to correct as I go. I know that the episode was something like the episode where Corey made the B team on basketball or something like that, and I know that actually Riley will never be in their actual team because they are robots, lol. But I didn't like it. Perez was nothing. I didn't really like Maya in this episode. Can't, can't really point hmm. out why, but she bothered me. And Lucas was really... Okay, so he, he asked this question both on Twitter and here. He said, did Lucas say you are my cheetah? I have no idea where he thinks Lucas said this, but I've watched the episode three times. I'm pretty sure he does not say you are my Kita. Can you, yeah, t- tweet in when you think he says yeah. that? Because I didn't. Catch oh, he that said that. when when the bell thing happened. Oh, he's talking about oh. Yamashita. Yeah, Yamashita. It's, it's, it's a type of move. Yeah, it's a yeah. type of tumble. Yeah. Yamashita. It's just, it's very complicated. Sounds like a Japanese and, word. Yeah, so yeah. he's like, Yamashita, man, because he was like, O'Reilly, Yamashita is dangerous. You're my cheetah, man. I will <laughs> say, every single time I watched that scene... You got confused. I just didn't <laughs> know why he was saying it like that. 
Anyway, really good physical comedy from Rowan. Peyton was really funny, although I don't understand why he is behaving like that. <laughs> I actually really liked Zay and the window thing. He's very on board with Keith. <laughs> uh, episode is a B or B minus, but an A A minus if the resolution wasn't so lame. So lame. Woo! Bye and thanks. Thank you. Thank, Thank you, Sebastian. you, Sebastian. Please keep writing in. The ending was so lame. He, okay, so there's like an accent yeah. over the A in Sebastian. Does that change how you pronounce it at all? If 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 so, let us know. I want to apologize. Sebastian. I don't know. Okay. Well, if there if there Sebastian. is if we are pronouncing it wrong, let us know, please, and we apologize. Yes. All right. I'm just gonna quickly run through. We and are full headed Americans, and we other... apologize. <laughs> Let's see if we have any other emails. Um, That's why we only had two. I'm well, yeah, but that was yesterday. Let's see oh, if okay. anything else came out. This is quick. today. Yeah. New day. We're really popular. Vamp guys. Like five people. <laughs> guys are not vamping. <laughs> what did you just throw at me? This isn't vamping. All right, so now we are going to transition into our sub segment of mail time called "Check This Kid Out." Where we listen to voicemails. Um, <laughs> <laughs> right, so, our first voicemail this week is from Emily. These are all returning people. Emily, Looney Tunes, and Amanda. So we're starting with Emily, and here's her lovely voicemail. Hey guys, it's Emily, a.k.a. Aurora, GMW underscore R5. So I just watched Girl Meets Raw Raw, and I've got to be honest, I wasn't like super excited for this episode, mostly because I didn't know much about it. And... It wasn't exactly the best episode in terms of the concept of it, but I thought with what they had with the concept that they executed it pretty well. And so at times it was kind of confusing where they had the three days and the bell. I felt like the bell was supposed to signify something more than just giving up or not giving up, but I'm not sure what it signifies. But then I just thought the episode overall was pretty cute and... Riley was adorable, and she, Rowan did a great job with what she was given, and she was very smiley, Riley, and, okay, did it bug any of you guys, this might be a little picky, but did it bug any of you guys that the uniforms changed from last year from Girlmate's brother? I don't know, that was just what I was thinking of, like, when I first saw the promos and stuff, but that didn't, doesn't really matter, but <laughs> anyway, so I thought it was a cute episode, and I thought Augie was used well. Because he did have a couple lines, but they were about what Morgan had when she was in Boy Meets World. And so I thought that was really good. And then I liked that um, there was a scene between Topanga and Riley. And I wish it had been longer, but I'm, I liked that they at least implied that they had been just like sitting, sitting on the bay window for a little while. Just because Riley needed her mom there with her. So I thought that was cute. The one thing I was kind of confused about, maybe you guys will talk about this, I don't know, is like when Sapinga said, right now, I think your dad just wants to be your teacher. And I was kind of confused about that. And then also, like, at the end, when Topanga said, yeah, your dad went to school a long time ago. This might be too picky again, but why wasn't Topanga at work and why wasn't Augie at preschool? And why wasn't Maya at school? No one was at school or work. I don't know. It's fine. <laughs> and then I thought it was cute how all the all the girls like stood up for Riley and I think we now have like an interest of Riley's that um we can say she's actually interested in something. I don't know, I thought that was cool. So, anyway, let me know what you think. Thanks. 
Bye. Thank you, Emily, for your voicemail. I'm going to start off just quickly talking about this whole uniform thing, because I did notice some changes. I don't think it's a big deal. I mean, schools change their uniforms sometimes on a yearly basis, depending on how much school money they have. And well, all not that. a yearly basis, but, like, the uniforms can change yeah. pretty regularly. Yeah. Um, but I did, I definitely did notice that. I'm sure something changed the costuming. Well, let's talk about, um... Good eyes, because I did not notice. <laughs> uh, let's talk about the whole thing of why did Corgus want to be her teacher right now? I think the idea is that the teacher is more impartial, you know, the teacher doesn't have to feel the pain of her I think Corey also knows that, like, for the development of the child, you know, yeah. the teacher is... If the teacher's going to be the fostering towards progression, mm. that's who he needs to be, whereas the father who's just scared yeah. and is Corey Matthews isn't going to do yeah. well in this position. I but, also think it's important not to forget that him being, quote, the teacher is not, uh, you know, exclusively separate with him being a father. Yeah. yeah. I think that him being a father, or saying being a good father, is the fact that he took over as teacher. Yes, yeah. And is I giving agree. that, I mean... Yeah. It's not like it's a different character. He's the same character. He's doing these things. Yeah. Uh, and I just want to say as far as the, like, why is he gone and everybody else is at work or whatever, I think the idea is that, like, he left at, like, 6 in the morning to go really Whoa. early to work. And because that's not when yeah. you would leave anyways. For school? Why Six. would you? 6 in the morning for Depending school? how far away. How do you think he gets the, there? The way they set up... School the... is two hours <laughs> away? Your school's never going to be two hours away. Also, the away. way they set up schools in cities are that you are close to where your school is. Yeah. I would say that he would probably want to be there at least an hour early and then traffic. Alright, this is the silliest debate. Yeah, well, anyway, <laughs> the well, is he just left... the overall point is that teachers go to school a significant amount of time early before the students. Yeah, the idea is that he went earlier than usual and that they're still at the time that they usually are about to leave for school anyway, I think is the idea. Yeah, Topanga, like, she probably doesn't have to be there until, like, 9. She probably works in 9 to 5, whereas he probably gets there at, like, 6 or 7. Mm-hmm. So our next kid that we're checking out is Amanda. At GMW Buzz, I am loading her voicemail, and now you shall hear it. Hey everyone, it's Amanda. So, I really liked Girl Meets Rara. I wouldn't say it's one of my favorite episodes, but it's definitely not one of the worst. I think it didn't give much progression in terms of the series, or even season as a whole, but I think it was an excellent filler episode. I think we had a lot of great Riley moments, a lot of great Maya moments, really cute, adorable Augie moments, and I absolutely love this this scene between Topanga and Riley and I almost wish it were a little longer and I wish we could get more of those throughout the series I think it's a really special connection that they have one thing I was thinking in terms of the lesson I did like the idea of never give up I wish it would have shown Riley trying to perfect being a cheerleader more like maybe asking to take additional lessons or asking the coach to be trained on the side Something I thought of that I think may have worked a little better in a similar storyline would be if Riley made the team knowing she was bad because her father worked at the school and her having to overcome that and have her come forward and sort of say, you know, I want to make the team based on my own merit and if I'm not good enough right now, I'll keep trying and maybe next year. I think we would have gotten the same theme of never give up I think Corey's classroom lesson would have still tied in equally as well. And I think it would have just been a very interesting different take on a theme that has been done 
before, whether it's on a Disney Channel show or any sitcom in general. So overall, my heart wants to give this episode an A. I found it charming, adorable, I was laughing throughout, I even really enjoyed the Perez cameo at the end. I thought Rowan's acting was incredible, the physical comedy was hilarious, especially when the whole group falls down at the end. Um, but my head grade, I'd probably give it more of a B minus. Thank you, Amanda, for your message. Um, I think the biggest thing here that we haven't really talked about yet is the whole idea of uh, if she made the team because Corey was the teacher. Yeah, I think that's an interesting idea. I don't know. I I don't think that... It certainly would have been a very different episode. It would have to be a different kind of coach because this coach would never do that. Yeah. yeah. But uh, it's definitely... Could have been gym coach. Yeah. <laughs> He's like a nice guy. I think gym coach would have let anyone on the team no matter what. I like gym coach. Yep. I still like the idea of him and Zay doing ballet together. But, yes. <laughs> um, I do want to. I I do think that the whole nepotism thing. I would like to see it applied to maybe a even more serious thing where she has yes. to decide where it's like is like yes maybe I got here the wrong way. How important is that, or should I at least like take this opportunity and make the best of it and like earn my space now, or should I just cut this off at this opportunity mm-hmm. completely because of how I got it? I think that's a really interesting storyline to go. Or through. on the flip side, if she encounters someone who doesn't like the fact that she's in her father's class and is like extra tough, just particularly on her. Mm. Either way, I again, I just think we need to. I want to address more the fact that he's her teacher without it, because I, I like that he's her teacher in the end. I like seeing Corey interact with them in the classroom. I think, you know, he's. I like seeing him develop and progress as a teacher as much as I like seeing him interact with them in the classroom. But I do want it to be acknowledged more that it is a unique situation and that they're dealing with it and that it poses these issues. Yeah, I mean... We've uh, gone through this a few times. In this episode, we've talked about this so many times. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I agree... Uh, specifically with the case of them confronting nepotism in that way, I think it's a good way. I just really don't think they can talk about it too much. You're like, well, it's weird that you're in his class, isn't it? Yeah. Well, that's how they wrote the show. They can't yeah. do anything about it. <laughs> I know. Yeah. I know. I just, it, we can't get I away agree, from it this episode. Yeah, no matter, honestly, the only logical response to that dilemma is... He's no longer, he leaves his gang classes, he stops being his teacher. That's the only logical response to that, and they're not going to do that. So, it's, as much as I agree... It's careful water. Yeah, like, as much as I agree, like, maybe, I think maybe you could do a nepotism story more with uh, Turner being the superintendent. Like, he, that I think you could sort of play with more because that doesn't Mm. have to... Like, it doesn't have to be there every episode sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, like, right. him writing her recommendation for college or something, and that sort of being iffy, or, like, I don't know, like, later on down the line, or... I think that there are potential interesting things there, but I guess for time's sake, if you want to get to Invisible Sister, we're going to move on to the next voicemail and the Looney Tunes. Hello, get out there in Gomez World Podcast land. It is Looney Tunes. It's long-time listener, second-time caller. And this voice message is for the episode Girl Meets the Winged Dragon of Ra-Ra. Alright. At least this episode was objectively was much better than last week's episode. Granted, uh, like I said, we'll never mention last week's episode again, so let's move on. Uh, I think the episode, we finally gave Riley some sort of goal. Like, apparently she really wants to be a cheerleader. She wanted to be last season. She wants to be this season. So, there you go. Now she has some sort of objective goal. Uh, problem is, 
uh, I have a couple problems with the episode. For one, Corey was like trying to play both sides of the field under the guise of, oh, I'm your teacher, but I'm your father. It's like, no, you can't do that. You get, she's your daughter, and she's your daughter in class and out of class. So you got to pick a side. You can't just tell her two things and then be you can't give conflicting news it's just, it just doesn't work that way then second the coach had every reason to throw right out the team she was horrible at cheerleading she actively at least she actively dropped the girl and that is super dangerous like the girl could legitimately have been injured I don't know why you would throw a girl at somebody who clearly hasn't practiced but that's another discussion for another day anyway like I said the coach had every reason to throw off the team so I think, and I think the a better ending scene for the show would have been the episode would have been if she didn't get on the team by the cheerleaders just kind of feeling pity for her, but instead she was just off the team, and then she's like, hmm, and, she, and she went up to coach and like a prior setting was like, hmm, this thing I'm doing isn't working. I really want to be on the team, but you know something's I got to do something that's different. What what can I do? What can you help me with to do to get me on a team next year? Can I have like private lessons? Can I sit on, in on your practice? Figure out what I'm doing wrong? I don't know something like that. Something that shows that that she legitimately wants to get better, and it's not just like a thing they threw in because. Ooh. And the final tag could have been, and I think the final tag, a better final tag would have been instead of having Perez Hilton. And I know I'm probably just taking food out of his mouth this month. I'm sorry, dude. But I think a final tag would have better had would have been like if showing her practicing with the squad or something. Like after hours, I don't know. If you need to throw a joke in, have the coach go like, oh, it's going to be a long year after you. As she does something like bumps into all the girls and knocks them all over or something. I don't know, something like that. Anyway. Uh, yeah, that's my thoughts on it. And it's getting close to time, so. Uh, I'm gonna hang up the phone and let you talk. That's what they say a lot in the AM radio shows. All right, see ya. I like your style, man. <laughs> I really do. <laughs> um, I don't Very know. blunt. Got a lot to say. I like your style, but I think man. you said it all. Said it all for us. Yeah, I feet. mean, the only thing I like I, your alternate ending. Yeah, I, you know, the main thing. Well, I more want, importantly, I like the. The actual working at it and uh, yes. you know. yeah. Also, I like that he's pointing out the danger of like someone who just totally doesn't know what they're doing in a very yeah. physical activity. And I agree that Riley acknowledging that he's not good enough and that he isn't good and he's not ready for this is kind of important too. Yeah, right. you can't just be like, "I want this." You have to acknowledge you're not good enough yet, and maybe if you want this, you have to ask your dad for private lessons. You have it's- to do something like. It's so much because she was so dope in this episode, and she literally wasn't smart enough to realize what the problem was. Yeah. And if that's, I mean, it's not meant to be so serious. I mean, I don't even know how serious it's supposed to take this episode. Yeah. I yeah, know, because like, most of it is so comical, but then, the, like I said, that moment when she says, I'm really tired, Maya, yeah. like, my heart broke. Yeah. And so I don't, I don't know how, yeah. like, obviously this means a lot to her, yeah. but I don't know how seriously we're supposed to yeah, take it. I don't know how meaning. supposed to mean to the audience. Well, this thing yeah. is, so the optimistic side of me is like, this is a fine episode about determination and never giving up and working hard and, and, you well, know, no matter, no matter what, determination and hard work. you know, no matter what, like just keeping and trying and trying and never letting someone keep you down. The cynical side of me is this is like millennial BS where it's like, because oh, you, I hate that. God. <laughs> I mean, it, it, as the far as worst. okay, the the true, the, at least the, the teaching and the parenting of millennials, as far as uh, you know, towards the millennial generation, as far as 
being like, oh, you're not good, but we're going to say you're good enough anyway because you care about it and you want it, and so we're going to give it to you for no reason because you want it. Right. And and so I, I am sort of in between those two sides of me. I just... He needs to work at it. We need to, and even if he technically had off screen, we need to see her working yeah. at it because I don't believe that she worked working at, it. at something is not just showing up. Showing up is the first step, obviously, but you you can't just say that you're trying. You have to do things. And Dan, as you mentioned before, it's trying different things. If one yeah. thing's fail, you, you try different things and you keep working at it. I mean, it's it's weird that they didn't even like exercise or anything. Where's my montage, people? Right. <laughs> this actually, you know what? I know. Perfect episode for like a Rocky montage. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And where we wouldn't need those damn freeze frames. How funny would it be to see her like running upstairs? Yeah, no. She goes. She goes to see. I her... mean, we've seen what Rowan looks like when she runs an Invisible <laughs> Sister. Guys, if anything, just watch Invisible Sister to see Rowan running. It's great. <laughs> that seems almost. <laughs> Most mean. No, <laughs> it's, it's not though. It's not, the, I'm just talking about the faces yeah, she makes. Yeah. Like they she's do America's closer. sweetheart. She could have gone back to I Philadelphia, know. got coached by Amy, and then run up <gasps> yes! and down the steps and actually done an actual Rocky. Yes, yeah. I love you this. Just blew up the levels so much. <laughs> love it. Love it. <laughs> All right. Um, All right. I'm gonna end this out here. As far as we're not ending out. We're going into Invisible Sister, but if someone hasn't watched it, you know, we, we wanted to separate yeah. them out. So if you haven't seen Invisible Sister yet, do pause. pause the podcast now, go watch it, and come back. And, and it's on Watch Disney, and I'm sure that it'll be played about 800 more times before the end of October. But I think it's actually a good movie, so it's We don't think it's perfect, and we're about to go into, you know, the pluses and the minuses, but we endorse it, and we're a pretty critical bunch, so... It's a lot of fun. Time for a special editor's note. So we decided to separate this podcast from the Invisible Sister podcast. Have them as two separate episodes. If people just wanted to check out Invisible Sister, they could do that. If they just wanted to watch rah-rah, they could do that. We totally recommend our little Invisible Sister conversation. It's only about like 45 minutes, an hour. Um, You guys should totally check it out. Hope you enjoyed Girl Meets Rah-Rah. Uh, and that we were exciting and uh, insightful. And uh, thank you guys so much for listening. Dream try, do good, class dismissed.